morning we are going to be talking on Right at the Fork with Chad Drazen, who owns 50 Licks. It is a brick-and-mortar ice cream spot over on Clinton and 21st, right near where St. Jack's used to be. Um, and uh, he started out in a food truck, in an ice cream truck, I should say. Um, I ran into him at a couple of events. His ice cream is fantastic. His his uh, I've been following him on Facebook for quite a while, and Chad is an interesting character. Uh, it's really been enjoyable to hear how he thinks and the types of things he thinks about. And then you get, when you listen to him in our interview here, or you follow him, or just run into him in your shop, you'll get an idea of how some of those interesting flavors come to be, what he's thinking about, how he gets to them. And he's going to mention a couple of flavors on in this podcast uh, today um, that you might wince at. There's one that uh, that he talked about. I won't mention it. We'll let you get there. Um, and I thought, really, he's going to do that? But he's going to pro- he's going to make it delicious. He'll find a way to make it delicious. Um, you can find us at Food Podcast PDX and at rightatthefork.com, also Stitcher, iTunes. Um, I also invite you as well to find the podcast at portlandfoodadventures.com. You can also find it at discoverportland.net, portlandfoodanddrink.com. It's there as well as a wealth of information about the Portland food scene. Um, And then you'll find 50 Licks at 50-licks.com and at 50licks on Twitter. Also, you can find them on Facebook as well. And uh, But if you really want a, the consummate 50licks experience, you need to go down to his shop on, uh, on Clinton uh, and enjoy some time there. Don't just, it's wintertime. Don't just go in there and grab a cone and leave. Go in and uh, enjoy a, a cocktail or any of the wonderful things that he's doing down there. Um, Chad's a really nice guy. I hope you. I hope he's there when you run into him. Um, Chad Drazen. Thanks for coming. Oh yeah, my pleasure. Drove your new golf in. Pardon me. You drove your new golf. I did. In? Yes, yes. How's that working for it's you? It's been a real pleasure. It's been really fun. It kind of handles like I had an old BMW 3 Series. It's kind of a similar experience. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I've had a good. I've had impressed. a long relationship with Volkswagens because my clients and and one in particular had been working with them for eighteen years. So I had nine Volkswagens in a row at one point. They are really fun to drive. I was impressed. That's great. Yeah. We, well, are we filling in for car talk now after the sad news? No, I don't think we can fill those <laughs> shoes. But but we can do that if you want. I can have a car conversation all day. All you day want to long. talk about autocross? I want to get into that. I've never done it before. Where, can you do it around here? Yeah, they, I think they have like a club at PIR. Just bring whatever car you got—an old minivan or a you know a '90s Miata. Are you do your, my friend who owns Gary, who owns a VW dealer in New Haven. Mm-hmm. He goes up to Lime Rock with he'll he'll take the R32, the uh-huh. R. Oh right. I don't think they're calling it the 32 anymore. No, they're back to the GTI, I think. No, they got the oh, R. Got the the R, R, R is still? like the souped up. Oh, that's way over GTI. Out of price range. He'll go up there and uh, run around a little bit. Uh-huh. So, fun thing. You know, you and I have I just read a little bit uh, a couple of things in common. There's mm-hmm. the Volkswagen thing and commercial real estate. Oh yeah. I used to do that just before the market crash in Florida. Uh, well, I did it uh, I won't even tell you what year, but mm-hmm. 
almost right out of college uh, for a couple of years. And there were, this is way back, you know, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And um, the savings and loan scandal? Before that, but there were people in my office in those days making four and $500,000 a year leasing office space. And I was right out of college. Uh-huh. And uh, really, it didn't come naturally to me. And breaking into that industry at 22. Everybody would say, so why would I use you versus this guy, Jerry, who's been in the business for 20 years? And I really didn't have a great, honest answer to Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Did you feel that? Well, you know, I kind of had an unfair advantage because my dad had been in the industry forever. Um, And I I moved to Portland in 02 uh, to get into the real estate industry out here. Um, I love brewing. and I wait just, a minute, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. You, you moved here to be in the real estate industry I'm sorry, and you love brewing? I moved, I'm sorry, I, I said that backwards. I moved here to be in the, the, the beer industry. Okay. Yeah. Um, Very and, close to the real estate and industry. And I just couldn't get any traction. Uh, so my dad had a real estate project he was working on and brought me back to Florida. And three, four years later, the market fell apart and my dad passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, you know, it's been a while, but I'm, you know, it's I miss him every day. But, um but it was a really good opportunity for me to shift gears, get back into doing something with my hands, uh, and that's why I moved back here, the Portland, the city that I love. To to brew beer? No, actually, I knew that beer wasn't my industry. Um, I, You know, I always say, like, do what you love on your own time. When you fall in love, you do really stupid things, and mm-hmm. you know you're smiling in recognition. Um, um, I, I enjoy doing something that's challenging, rewarding, fulfilling, but as far as love, I keep that to my private time. You know, um, I really. Yeah, but you're still doing stupid things. I am doing really it, stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the I dumbest things myself. you've done recently? You know, I have to say yeah. that uh, I think we we had our first conversation a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I stopped into Fifty Licks. Yeah. Down there, and and it was nice talking to you. It wasn't long, but I really I walked away just thinking this is the nicest guy. Oh. It would be great to know him better, and so. To do that, we became friends on Facebook, and I told We've Heather, I've really, I've really enjoyed your uh, face. Not a lot, but I've really enjoyed your Facebook feeds. They're actually worth reading and, oh, and, and, and uh, amuse me, and uh, there's so much on there that isn't amusing, so it's, it stands out. Mm-hmm. So, But you've, you've done some dumb things, and dumb things have happened to you that you didn't, that shouldn't have been happening. Yeah, so. I mean, we had some, we had a And lot I didn't of... mean it in a disparaging way. I'm oh, just no, saying, no. You're, you're the first one to call out your your own life yeah and uh and it's it's refreshing to see well you've actually had some really constructive criticism and it was stuff that i knew you have uh even in the short time uh it's stuff that i that i knew and i i at the time that you spoke to me i was making steps to to change some things um you know when we talk about love again um i started out making ice cream with really high concept stuff stuff that was intellectually stimulating to me and it was a disconnect because when people eat ice cream, they don't want to think. They want to have something that's immediately delicious. It's, you know, the nostalgia aspect to ice cream is huge, and there's mm-hmm. just no getting away from that. Um, and I've learned recently the comfort aspect. The comfort You're, aspect. You just keep eating it and never yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. And I've always made my ice creams delicious, but I think people had a hard time wrapping their head around some of the concepts. I wouldn't do a I wouldn't do a concept just to be novel or weird, but. Um, 
it, it always had to be absolutely delicious. And the, and the pints of the test batches in my freezer that I would eat at midnight were the ones that made the cut. But I think that the names, the ingredients kind of turned some people off. And we don't want to make it too challenging for people. So, you know, we've gone back to the drawing board with a lot of flavors. We kept some of the classics around. But we're, the new flavors that we're introducing are more... Um, they're more comforting, they're more graspable, um, and we haven't dropped the quality at all. And it's been really a fun challenge um, to, uh, to make ice creams at the, at the highest level and still be something that you've tasted before, but that just transcends you know, every other version you've had. So you're talking about uh, making decisions at midnight, whether something made the cut. <laughs> what, uh, is it just you? Do you have uh, a, a group of people that you run things by? Because your palate may be what it is and all that, but it also isn't everybody's palate. Totally everybody's true. palate is different. Yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning, it was just me. Um, in the last couple of years, I've developed an incredible kitchen team. Um, um, Lance Deveni is my, you know, production manager, main chef over there. He's a master baker and also a master brewer. So we share the science background in common in the way that we approach things. He has a very different palate than I do. And he has a lot more experience in the dessert industry all over, you know, in, in the Bay Area and here in Portland. And um, I value his opinion and it's different than mine. And, you know, he, he understands... Uh, what I'm going for and the flavors and especially the texture to such a degree that uh, there have been a lot of flavors that he and and Holly, my other uh, uh, member of my kitchen staff, have come up with on their own. In fact, Holly uh, uh, developed a caramelized honey flavor that I think is one of the best we've made in forever. Uh, we just brought on for the fall uh, a baked apple crisp that mm. Lance spearheaded, and it's I can't stop eating it. <laughs> uh well, that's the other thing. You look like you stop eating it. Uh, well, how do you, uh, you know, you're trying ice cream all the time. Yeah, I how am. How do you not blow up? Is it a metabolism? Or are you doing some exercise? Well, or is you, it just luck? You can't see me with my shirt off. but uh, Well, <laughs> you can see me with my shirt on. <laughs> but uh, You know, I just eat a few ta- a few tasting spoons at a time. I, I Being in the ice cream shop is a little stressful for me, and my my fiancé always wants to go, oh, we just had dinner, let's go into the ice cream shop. And it's like, do you want to go to your work after dinner and a cocktail, you know? Um, But, yeah, I'm always tasting, but I I rarely have a whole portion. Uh, When something new comes out and I'm in the shop and, you know, know, I'm I'm explaining it to a staff member and and going over it, I find myself eating two or three scoops, but not often. Scoops, so good. That's good to hear. It makes me feel better. So you... um, your inspirations, your mind is going a lot. Yeah, I can kind of tell it's not, it doesn't sit idle very, very much. That's true. So uh, do you have in the shower, do you all of a sudden have an idea and I got to get in and work on this? Or how do your new flavors come about? It's worked a few different ways. Um, jasmine tea with apricot, which is one of those high concept flavors I was talking about. I was drinking a cup of jasmine tea and I noticed that there were notes of apricot in there. And I thought that if I accentuated that and brought it out, um, it would really work, and it does. Um, um, let me think of a couple others. Um, well, toasted milk is a flavor. Um, I had a dream that I made toasted milk ice cream, and I woke up, and I'm like, how the heck am I going to make this? I knew what it tasted like. But why like did you feel dream. like you needed to follow your dream? Well, that dream. You can follow a dream in life, but, uh, yeah. but you know, you, some, some things are just ridiculous. Well, so. it's, you know, it was worth a try. I mean, how, I spent a few hours working on it. Just and so I you got can validate close. the dream? Yeah, and see if it worked, and it did. It works really well. It's a very comforting That's flavor. That's very cool. Yeah. Dream vanilla, you need to call it. Oh, it was toasted milk. I mean, t- dream dream milk or mm-hmm. something. 
It's not vanilla, sorry. But other flavors, you know, they come out of a necessity like, oh, everybody loves coffee. We got to work on a coffee and make it perfect. You know, um, um, fall seasonal flavors come like that. Hey, we got amazing peaches from Baird Orchards. What are we going to do with them? That's not going to mess them up. And then how long does that, you don't have long to figure that out, right? Because uh, those peaches aren't going to be in season exactly. for, forever. That's a, that's, that's been one of the problems with fruit is that sometimes we spend three dedicated days in the kitchen perfecting a recipe. And, you know, then we, then the next week we make the ice cream, we got to source ingredients. Then we got to get it in the shop before the season's over. It's, it's been kind of a challenge. Um, and especially those classic flavors, we want to have a reason why people come to 50 Licks rather than go anywhere for strawberry, um, you know, and, and, and when we get the right strawberries in, our strawberry ice cream is perfect. I can brag about it. So what do you brag about other than the strawberry ice cream? I, I, the, you know, there are quite a few ice cream places. And the obvious question, which I'm going to ask you in a little while, is, you know, your ice cream uh, why why people should come to Fifty Licks and not go up to Division, uh, you know, to Salt and Straw? I've seen that place. I've heard of it. Yeah, just once in a while. Um, but I mean, it would be ridiculous to sit, ha- have a conversation with you here about ice cream and not talk about that. I'm sure you give you give a lot of kudos to those folks for what they're doing. But oh, what's, absolutely. Why? I guess we'll. Get, I want to get right. Why is there a huge line outside of Salt and Straw, and you're doing? Your ice cream is every bit as good. I've had it, and it's uh, it's a nice experience. Why is there not a line? Well, thank that you. same line. And I'm not trying to insult you by saying that. It's just fact. No, it's totally you know, a fact. So it's, <laughs> um, um, I think we're not in the best location. We're the shop. I think that, you know, I came into this industry. I knew nothing about it. I, I know how to cook. Um, I know nothing about Where'd production. Where'd you learn how to cook? I self-taught. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, mostly my interest in science. And I think... Food is is the combination of science and art, um, and, and mm-hmm. for me, that's been so fulfilling and rewarding. It's been really fun. But anyway, back to the back to the why there's no line question. I'm in a lousy location. Um, I grew very slowly and organically because I didn't know anything about the industry. I had a fixed amount of money, and I didn't want to blow it on a hail mary. Mm-hmm. I think I grew too slowly. And I think that the competition came out with a lot of money and a lot of marketing expertise and great ice cream. And they snatched up the best locations and they did everything right. And I stumbled in in those regards. Are you, uh, so what did you learn by that? What are you, what are you going to apply now going forward to, to make sure that 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 doesn't happen or that doesn't continue to happen? Yeah. Um, I need, I, I need another location. I'm looking for that now. Um, um, I need to step up the marketing game for sure. Um, and then what would that entail? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, Heather, Heather's right here. And Heather and I have talked for a while about it. Um, um, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, we're going to be trying to do some, uh, some winter offerings. We're going to be doing a twofer, sort of like what Grain and Gristle has. I love mm-hmm. eating there, and mm-hmm. I love that, that deal. So we want to make 50 Licks more of a date night. In the summer, it's about getting people their ice cream as fast as possible. But in the wintertime, when, when it's slower, there's time for people to sit down, uh, have one of the cocktails that we have, or probably do some amuse-bouches and a flight, and it'll be a one-price thing, a really good deal for two people. Oh, nice. How, yeah. much, would that, how much would that be? And talk a little bit about your... Your, your 
cocktails or yeah well I'm, I'm we're working on it now I think the $25 price point for a date is pretty nice for dessert mm-hmm. I think it works out for everybody with a drink for you know for both people mm-hmm. and some ice cream and a little mousse bouche um, uh, the cocktails I love you know since we, we we were working for four and a half years out of two ice cream trucks and we had no opportunity to show people what we could really do and you know, having a physical location allows us to expand a little bit. We got uh, expand with the menu. I mean, um, you know, we've got tables in there that people can sit at and, and and have a nice time. So the cocktails were an idea where, you know, we've got so many craft cocktails in this town, and I thought about using a sorbet to complete the flavor profile of the cocktail, not just as a garnish, but as a as a main flavor ingredient. Um, so I worked with my friend Matt Mount from uh, Merit Badge. Uh, uh, they're a cocktail catering company. Matt used to be a distiller at House Spirits. House Spirits, and he's right. also in one of my favorite bands in the world. Uh, what band? Uh, he's in uh, he's in the Dickle Brothers, and I've been a fan of them way before I knew him. So that was kind of a nice treat. That's good. I didn't know that yeah. about Matt. Yeah, they're, they're kind of an old time. I guess I don't know him well band. enough because anybody who knew him pretty well would probably know that. Yeah, he, you know, he the band had been broken up for about ten years, and they just got back together. But um, so he's developed our cocktails. I, I can mix a drink at home. But when, you know, we're, we're, he's working on some fall cocktails now. We're going to be meeting tomorrow and going over those. But um, when he brought me the first round of cocktails, I was absolutely blown away. It was late. It was the day before we opened the shop. And I was like, these things better be good. And they really were. I, I just love them. So I guess the, the question is, when I asked you before about marketing, you said, well, I don't know. But that's a key part of it, because if you have these great cocktails, mm-hmm. you have to get into the into the conversation. you got to get Eater talking about you. And not only that, but people yeah. talking about you and, and word of mouth. So You know, we've, we've got some, we've had some good press. Um, there's going to be a thing in, uh, I believe, in um, Sunset Magazine coming out shortly. Um, but I think it's a matter of seeing our shop. I think, I think that the lines are a self perpetuating thing and it's it's one of those things where once a little bit of critical mass happens once the second shop opens I think that there's going to be a little more not just awareness because I think that there's pretty decent awareness but incorporating people I feel like people have one spot in their head where do we go for pizza that's our pizza place where do we go for ice cream that's our ice cream place and I and I think you need a critical mass in order to occupy that that space in somebody's head yeah well you also a little bit of bad luck in your current location I mean yeah. St. Jack would you didn't know that St. Jack was not going to be there I had been known well when I signed the lease no right, even but for a few lease. months there was talk whether they would stay and open right. a second location or just move um, there were issues with their landlord their kitchen was a little bit small um, yeah. So that hurt. You wouldn't have signed that lease had you known that no. St. Jack, no. Jack was not going to be there. No, I would have chosen. So now the key is the second location. Are you close? Um, in the exploratory phase right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to step on it if I want to be open for next summer. The other bad luck I had was the build-out took so long. It wasn't a contractor's fault. It was just a series of circumstances. But I opened the last week or two of the summer just in time for... <laughs> Everybody to stop thinking about ice exactly. cream on a daily basis. Exactly. Uh, but people, should, you know, I I partake in ice cream. It's, it's not necessarily the eating of it. It's mm-hmm. the act of going out and enjoying a cone somewhere and walking down the street while you're doing it. That's not... That's the challenge in the winter. It's right. not... Ice cream is just as appropriate in the winter as it is in the summer. I think people eat more a lot more pints in front of Netflix in the winter time. Right, right. 
People actually, yeah, eat one pint. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask me. My girlfriend's always mad that I don't bring pints home <laughs> from the kitchen. Yeah, well, you better you better make sure that that's not the reason she's your girlfriend. That she just wants pints. I think we we've, you know, we've been together for about five years, and uh, I just she's got her share of pride. Ago, so. uh, two weeks ago, yeah. Oh, two, congratulations! Thank you. And did you uh, did you propose over an ice cream? It was not over an ice cream. We um, we rented a fire lookout. It was uh, a couple of days before her birthday. And um, uh, oh, is this the trip out east? You know, we love going to Eastern Oregon. This mm-hmm. was in, I guess it was a little bit out out east, but it wasn't the beautiful rolling um, wheat fields and desert that we really love in um, around the Condon area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place we've just fallen in love with. So do you see yourself someday yes. with property out there? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. Your, that's your goal. So did you see yourself when you were younger in Portland, Oregon as, as an ice cream? Could I would have with, never in a million years guessed. I would have never guessed. Would your parents have guessed? No, no. So I think, what, did, what did you have in you as a kid that might have, if you look back, is there something there you said, eh, that might have been, so you had a love for science. I had a love for science. I, I've always been and kind of And you did really well in science in school? I did. That was the only class that I did well. Where'd you go to school? Where'd you, in uh, Florida? Uh, yeah, I went to, um, you know, just Fort Lauderdale suburbs, you know, elementary, high school. Um, and then I went to the University of Florida for a few years, failed out a couple times, and finally gave up the whole college thing. Um, yeah, science has always been my best subject for sure. And then also creativity. I've been a great, I've been really enjoyed creative writing, um, art classes I, I loved, but pretty much everything else in college I was not for me. You know, college for a lot of people isn't necessarily, it's a structured thing and it's, you know, a lot of successful people didn't, don't have degrees. That's true. I think my creativity and inability to think in a linear fashion and stay organized has really, uh, yeah, that was the nail in the coffin. Is that a challenge for you now in business, staying hugely, organized? Hugely, hugely. I, I have the, the worst case of ADHD I've ever seen. And uh, it allows me to think creatively and come up with some new stuff. And it makes me really think on my feet and have five trains of thought going at the same time. But having five trains of thought at the same time isn't so great when you need your taxes done and you got, you know, payroll and you got to compile everybody's hours or keeping track of all the catering that we do in the summertime, which I love doing. But but, you know, the administrative part of it's been difficult for me. I always marvel at chefs and people like you who are juggling so many things and responsible for so many things. You don't get a chance to really breathe and think. And if you probably don't want it because if you had the chance to breathe and think, you'd be going in a bunch of different directions anyway. Yeah, I think if I take, I, like, I, I have been lately especially taking some time to do fun stuff uh, with my fiancé. And, but That's the nice thing about having love in your life. You get... You you're kind of you have to do that. If you didn't have her, you know. Yeah, but when once I get stuck in having fun, I, I tend to forget about work, and then I jump into work like, oh crap! I, I have twenty five emails that I have to respond to in an hour. You know. Are you and so emails are a challenge for you? Yeah, that, all that office stuff is the worst, and I spend most of my time in the office because it takes me too long to get everything done. So what is, is the plan then to grow to the point where you don't have to do the office stuff or as much of it? I would love to be able to do that. So what, open the second place, yeah. right? I'm sure you have that in mind. Absolutely. Grow to the point where you can hire someone to do that stuff. Sounds and you great. Can do... Sounds great. <laughs> Let's do it. So how do we help you make that happen? That's what, that's, you... Know, you tell me, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. 
well, I think you're you're on the right track with another location. I think right now you are where you are. I think the other thing is wholesale. We stepped a tiptoe into wholesale a few years ago, and it was break even. It took up 75% of our time and made 25% of our money. Um, and I think that we'd have to be 10 times as big with wholesale to make it work. Mm-hmm. We'd have to be regional. And I've been doing some talks with people, and I think with some outside help, um, mostly administratively, some people that are experts in that industry, um, I think we can do it. Um, I think at first I'm going to focus on non-dairy stuff for wholesale and to grocery stores mm-hmm. because that seems to be a really big growing market, um, you know, both inside of Portland and outside of Portland. And we, you definitely have to get outside of Portland in order, in order to make it work in the wholesale. Yeah, well, that's and how how do you, so you have to hook up with people who have not only re, the resources to help you do that. You know, I think it's a matter of not looking at it in a small way. I think you got to go right to Target and say, "I want to be in your shelves. Here's what I got. Here's the planned distribution channels." And because if you start off small and hope it'll that's grow, that's big. Target well, right off the bat. You know, I I just kind of pulled them out of the air, but they were also suggested to me by an expert in the industry that they're actually easier to work with than Whole Foods. Um, um, you know, uh, the, just the buying process at Whole Foods has been rather difficult. What are your handles on on Twitter and and Instagram and uh, at Fifty Licks on everything? So I'm going to suggest everybody go into Fifty Licks, try the ice cream, and then post on Twitter with at at Food Podcast PDX and at Fifty Licks suggestions that they have. For you. That sounds great. Don't, don't ask me. I don't. Yeah. You know what do I know? But we got we got <laughs> listeners out there who might have some suggestions, and they should try your ice cream. Too. I'm happy to hear them. So I'm well, that's good. You're you know, open. We had a we had a, a TV show run on the Cooking Channel. Uh, they did like a 20 minute segment on us, and we every time it airs, we get 15, 20 emails from people in cities across the country that want to open up franchises, and it's really flattering. And I would love to be able to be in that position, but you know that's going to be a little bit of time. That's well. That could be an obviously. That's a great area of growth. Um, I think other, you ask me. I just think you need someone else to help free you up and do some different things. Sounds great. I love it. I know. I yeah. understand that. But mm-hmm. maybe that's a maybe. Well, it's not. Maybe that's an investor that can help you go there. Yeah, could potentially. So you be. just need an ice cream loving investor or a Chad loving investor come in and uh, and say, all right, we're going to help you take this to the next level because your ice cream is fantastic. Oh, thank you. So what would you doing? If, what would you be doing, do you think, if you weren't in the ice cream I business? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> and do you, do you foresee, how old are you? Do you mind my uh, No, I'm 35. 35. Do you foresee at 50 years old, this is what you're going to be doing? Well, or do you think, do you think you might sell it or... Did I mention earlier that I have ADHD? Yeah, well, <laughs> I have so many ideas of different things kind of brewing in my head, and uh, yeah, I could see I could see things taking a different turn in the future, you know. But so, what ideas are in your head that are, and we won't hold you to them, but <laughs> you've got. Well, I'm I don't curious want to spill because the beans you know, some, I, no pun intended, the, uh, the the coffee beans and the ice cream. But, oh right. Um, Okay, well, that's fine. It's not fair to ask you that. But, I mean, all, all these ideas are manifested in your flavors. 
in your shop right now, mm-hmm. not all of them, some of your ideas, some of your ADHD. Right. And you've also got this whole other universe. I mean, that's the that's the solar system. And then there's the universe out there and you have visions on that, too. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I've just been I love living in Portland and right now and especially since I love food. There are so many food ideas here in town and expanding elsewhere. I, you know, I, I just see a lot of opportunities in the market that aren't being explored, both here and elsewhere. Um, not restaurant ideas, because I'm just so worried. I see so many restaurants opening, and I'm terrified that, you know, for myself and everybody else, that, that we might be in a bubble. Um, well, it's possible, yeah. depending on what happens with the economy. But I. I've noticed the openings have slowed down a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Less, there are fewer openings than last year and the year before, and now it's events. Yeah. Now everybody's got, we just had Jason French in talking about Elder Hall, the right. event space, and so that seems to be the offshoot and a little less risky because mm-hmm. there's no physical investment in that. Right. But that... You know that that there's only so much room for that. Yeah. Too. Well, we love doing events with the ice cream truck. Um, that's really one of my most favorite thing, and, it, and we've been this summer has been incredibly busy. I'm just really glad that's caught on more so than it has in previous years. So, where are some of the fun places you've gone with the ice cream? What's the most fun place you've been with the ice cream truck? Well, for me, Solar World, their factory out in Hillsboro, was fascinating. I took an extensive tour after we catered a huge. Um, they had solar panel installers from all across the country. They manufacture solar panels. They're the largest one in the country. They're doing incredible research and development. They grow. And they're here in Oregon. They're here in Oregon. And yet we don't hear about, no one's talking about that. We hear about Nike. Yeah. But no, this is the, this is the future. It's, and the, the largest company is in Oregon. A company, a company like and, them can save the world. And what they're doing, the engineering, the scale, it just blew my mind. I, I had so much fun on that tour. Um, we did the Ace Hotel Company picnic, which was much smaller, but a ton of fun. Those are great folks over there. Really, like, you know, they had Podna's Pit for the food, and they had us for the ice cream, and uh, it was just a really great time. It's hard to piss people off when they're having ice cream. Everybody's That's a happy. nice, everybody's happy. When we roll up with that truck, it's just the best feeling, because we see everybody smile, and uh, it's just really fun, especially, like, driving into a park. <laughs> like just... do, you, do you have little bells on the truck when you drive in? Because, you know, that's my childhood memory, is the, the bells. And even when my kids were young, they, we had a truck that would come down every night at 6 o'clock. Yeah, we don't, do, we don't drive through neighborhoods. It's pretty much just events. But I'm just saying for the, the, the feeling uh-huh. of the truck is coming. I usually have some James Brown pumping on the sound system. I got some speakers oh, that's a different, facing That's outside. a different vibe than, yeah. the, than the little bells coming down the street. Right. Mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and you've probably had some interesting customers in who don't necessarily understand anything beyond strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. Well, especially, so what are some other strange comments you get well, from people? I mean, I'm, nobody knows what brown butter is, but you have our chocolate with brown butter ice cream. Which is really good. Nobody knows what brown butter is. Um, um, you know, people have been great. People have been really great. Nobody knows what pandan is, but I didn't expect them to. And it's I really enjoy all of the customers, the grumpy ones, the nice ones, the ones who are curious. You the enjoy the grumpy vanilla. customers? Is, yeah, that, it, is that like a uh, just an entertainment value? It's or? entertaining to me because I don't take it personally. And it's fun to try to win them over. And sometimes you can't. And it's just fun to see how different people are. I mean, people are amazing. But how you handle them is important because that word of mouth, you got to stem that. Yeah. You, you got to eat you got to do two things one either stem any negatives uh-huh. or uh or induce positives yeah. from a negative yeah I, I think maybe i'm a little bit too close to the business and i kind of engage with the grumpy people a little bit too much i should probably 
detach a little bit. But um, I just love talking to people, and sometimes that means a little bit of friction. And when you hire people, are you? What are you looking for when you hire people to work in the shop? I'm looking for people. I've actually done this once before. I knocked a glass off the desk, and I watched it break on the floor, and I pretended like I was surprised, and I went to see if they went to come help me pick it up or if they just sat there watching. Um, People having independent Did you read about that, or was that your own thing? No, that was my own thing. That's interesting. That was my own thing. Um, um, People who have independent thought can make decisions on their own are huge because in the wintertime, it's just a one-person operation in the shop, and they're going to be by themselves, and I need to know that they can be responsible, have a level of caring, um, but also personality is huge. It's an ice cream shop. It's supposed to be fun in there. If you're dreary, if you're, you know, if you've got a flat personality, it's not going to give the customers what they deserve, and they come to an ice cream shop for fun. It's not the DMV where they have to be there. You know, it's not. They're not buying insurance. They're buying ice cream, and they're there because they want to be there more because for the experience than just for the flavor of the ice cream. Do you have any things that you thought of that? And maybe you don't want to give them away, but mm-hmm. they could make the experience more fun that you just haven't been able to implement. Well, I think that the two-for idea for the winter would be really great. Um, we had an idea uh, last year, and it's been really difficult to implement, um, of having once a month we have lab hours where we can do ex- you know experimental stuff. It would be a plated dessert. It would be a, 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 you know, a, a fixed price. I can't pronounce that French word, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Prefix? <laughs> Prefix. Well, it's so easy, but I never remember how it's pronounced. Um, um, we can we can do a, an experience like that, but just the nuts and bolts of putting it together are so difficult on top of all the R&D that we have. To, you know, we don't want anything to just come out of the kitchen and be, oh, that was interesting, but not delicious. Yeah, we don't want to become focus groups. Right, That's... right, right, right. But we can do some weird stuff in a thing like that where people know what they're getting into. They're spending 30 or $40 on an ice cream, you know, multi-course experience. But, um, but uh, it's just been very difficult. We've had a number of chefs who've wanted to work with us on that. Um, But I, you know, I've been too preoccupied with other things to pull the trigger on it. So you have some? Are you friendly with some chefs here? Oh, yeah. Who are some of your? Who do you like? Well, who do you respect the most as a chef in terms of uh, where where you would go to eat to have a great experience? Oh, geez, Um, I I had an incredible experience at Racion, and and he and I really see eye to eye as far as how ice cream should be made. Mm -hmm. Um, I would imagine. Yeah, Jen Lewis and I are are really good friends. Um, What a sweet person. My fiance was in a car accident, and it was semi serious. And uh, she brought us food because, you know, she brought us food to our home and and, um, and she and I are pretty close. Um, um, Jason French, who just, you know, left here, uh, uh, suggested that he would want to help collaborate with me. Um, um, I'm trying to think and that would be a fun collaboration. It really would, yeah. Because we have very different approaches in cooking and I think it would be Completely. Really yeah. You're yeah. talking about <laughs> Jason French and Anthony Cafiero. Uh-huh. You know, you're just right. at Racion, you're seeing eye to eye. That's not that's not the Jason French totally. approach. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I've never had a I've had just incredible experiences at his restaurant. I mean, I cook at home more like more like he does probably. Um, but What uh, do you cook at home? Uh, last night I just made a uh, a, a pot roast over some oh, uh, oh I thought you were talking about Anthony no oh no no <laughs> <laughs> no Jason I don't know I do a little bit of, e- of each I just got a Sears all from my cooking hero uh, uh, Dave Arnold um, I got an immersion circulator from uh, from a Kickstarter and I love it uh, whenever I have the patience or can think three days ahead of what I want to cook I use it but I never have time for that so how, do you have time for anything are you 
Do you, I mean, do you have time to stop time. and enjoy, enjoy life? I always, I like to ask that question yeah. because I personally think that's important. Well, you mentioned Eastern For, Oregon. Yeah. You know, we, I, I took a half day vacation there. I had, a, I worked the first that's half right. of it Sunday. Was a half day. A half day trip. I, I, we worked the first half of Sunday at an event at OMSI and I left my staff to clean up the truck. I, you know, I was in good hands and I, I called up Allie and I'm like, let's go right now. You have a half day. I got a half day. We zipped out. We stayed at the Conan Hotel. We woke up before the sunrise and we drove out into the prairie and we watched the sunrise 360 degrees. Every five minutes, it was just the most epic thing ever. Uh, on the on the way back, we saw an apple tree on the side of the road in the desert. We picked a bunch of apples, made some apple butter later that afternoon, and we, we got home by 2 p.m. It was the best. No, no, no. We got how, home. How long no, a drive was I'm that? I'm sorry. We got home by 9 a.m. Um, 9 a.m. Yeah. Uh, it was like a three and a half, four hour drive. Wow. Yeah. You got a lot in. You it, can get a lot in in a day. And I used to say a day or two, but in a half day, that's that's pretty good. It was really cool. I've never done anything like that. And it was, we that, that trip was more memorable than some week long vacations that I've had. So, and how long have you been in Portland now? Uh, well, originally 02, stayed for two years, back at the end of 08. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, Portland and Florida. Or Oregon and Florida. Could not be to, more different. Yeah, you couldn't be more different. No. So how do you, how would you tell someone in Florida, how would you describe Portland? People care about things here. Um, it's not just parking lot, parking lot, parking lot, Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know, I used to say Blockbuster Video, but that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, what, what's that? It's, what is a video? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not about status, although that's changing a little bit. But, you know, Florida's I've all BMWs. I've noticed in the last year or two it's a little different. It's, yeah. I think the TV thing has I something think, to do with I it. I think so, too. And just all the articles about tourism and everything have, mm-hmm. have changed things. And, you know, we're seeing a lot more wealthy people moving here. And, you know, that definitely affects stuff. Uh, it for one thing it helps keep all the restaurants in business which mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. um, but you know it's a double-edged sword we're losing places um, there's just a few left uh, that remind me of the weird Portland that I moved to and fell in love with where you could be whoever you wanted to be and nobody really cared people just left you alone or they embraced you um, now it, there's this kind of cool contest um, which I kind of get caught up with a little bit but I also really appreciate the weirdos you know, from days past, the Three Friends Cafe that used to be my next door neighbor, um, um, uh, Rimsky Korsakovsky House, which is the weirdest place in town, um, all that kind of stuff. I just found out that there's a spiritual, it's either a bookstore or a library that just has weird books on Kabbalah and sacred geometry and stuff like that. I'm and glad Portland, that that exists. See, see, that's still there. Yeah. Even with D Street now. Right, right, right D Street. D Street and, uh, you know, Alberta's not what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that it's still, it, it's still there. Right. And it's not, such, as you referenced, it's not such a bad thing that it's gentrifying a little bit because at least it's bringing some money so that those natural, genuine businesses that have been around for a while can still sustain. Totally true. Um, yeah, we're losing a little bit of the bands and the art scene that we used to have, which made no money and everybody was broke. But mm-hmm. I really love being a part of that in my early uh, in my early time here. Um, maybe I'm just getting old and I have run a business, so I'm just not deep in that like I used to. Well, be, you're not getting old. No, you're still young. Oh, thanks. You got a lot of youth <laughs> youth in you. Uh, I don't know if we finished talking about the places that you you like to hang. And I guess the question is, and I uh, and I just recently was accused of asking the same question all the time. That's a good one. I though. like this question. Yeah. Where would you? Uh, 
you have friends coming in from Florida. Yeah. Where do you tell them to go eat? If they got money, I say we go to Ava Jean's. Um, uh, oh, so if they got money, we go to Ava Jean's. <laughs> uh, well, the once every two years. The life of an years, ice cream guy coming the, in from Florida so I can go to Ava Jean's. <laughs> once every two years. Uh, you know, I always tell people to go to Tasty and Alder. That place blows me away. Mm-hmm. And it's food that everybody can wrap their heads around, but it's just, there's nothing that isn't. Well, any of there. John Gorham's restaurants, totally. right? So do you, why do you single out Tasty and Alder? Because I... I like all of them, and Alder's great. It's a location thing, generally. I just like it better. Um, the the uh, what's that stuff? The cottage cheese with the pineapple jam. It, something so simple. He's taking it to 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 be just so. Amazing. I haven't had that. You got to try that. The, the baked apple with the bacon and the maple syrup and the and the cheddar cheese over the top is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and then I've just had regular entrees there that have really really impressed me. Um, I've only been to, uh, sad to say, but I've only been to his Spanish restaurant one time. Toro Bravo. Toro Bravo, yeah. Um, uh, let's see what else I really, just on a, on a general basis, we go to Grain and Gristle a lot because mm-hmm. the menu's always changing and it's really comforting and heartwarming. So do you live in that neighborhood? Are you up in that area? No, we're on, uh, we're on uh, 39th and Belmont now. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a cool area. Yeah, it's a great area. The food cart pods there are great. Yeah. You know, uh, go to Broder for breakfast a lot. It's one of my favorite spots. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of that what one. To me, is a and I've said this before, um, is a cool place to tell people to go because I don't think they're ever going to have anything like that elsewhere. No. Not that you won't have it. Not that you'll find a Tasty and Sons elsewhere, but then go to Tasty and Alder for dinner. Yeah, and that Broder experience is just is very different. Yeah, Peter Bro is a good friend, and he's really helped me a lot in my career. And uh, it's, it's he just runs that place just perfectly. Uh, oh, another place. No, never gets any mention. Cricket Cafe has the best fruit salad I've ever had. The food over there is not fancy or fussy, but it's delicious. It's got that Portland old vibe that I miss. The wait staff is awesome and kind of weird. Where uh, is it? That's on Belmont and 29th. Maybe? Oh, okay. Something well, I just like that. Drove by it yesterday. Yeah, great. And no line. It's great. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. I guess in the neighborhood, before someone comes over for ice cream, let's do the reverse. Yeah. Usually it's, where are you going to go after you eat? Totally. Where are you going to go before you eat? Oh, the nightlight is the best. You can't beat the nightlight. Everything costs two, three bucks less than you think it will be. The menu changes every couple weeks, and there's a brand new special every day, and everything is delicious. Right across the street. Right, right. right diagonal from us. Right. Socks by around the corner is great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I've never spicy. had spicy. Kind of so go there. To me, it's it's on the spicy side. It is. I'm not very strong when it comes to spice. Right. So, but it. then you can cool it off. Come over for ice cream mm-hmm. at fifty licks. Perfect. Get the little spice and then chill it out. You got to do that. Yeah. Good. So, what new flavors do you have coming up that? Uh, well, we just you're excited on, about. We just brought on blackstrap molasses, the the crisp, um, the the baked apple crisp. I have perfected a burnt toast flavor, and as soon as we have some time in the kitchen, I'm going to bring that on. Uh, that's one of those ones. Seriously, seriously, I I think it's burnt toast. You can't make it black enough because the cream. You and can't sugar, make it Portland enough. That's... And and then I'm going to blend in. I think I have. We, we're not, I'm not sure yet, but I think I'm going to blend in a ribbon of butter and jam, kind of like a compound butter with jam. Mm-hmm. So you get the burnt toast and the jam and the butter. Um, it works so well. So when you're saying burnt toast, you're talking about just before it turns black. No, black. I take cheap white bread. Sorry, gluten-free people. That's okay. our one or one of our two gluteny flavors. Um, uh, burn the hell out of it. Uh, uh, <laughs> whirl it up in the food processor or the blender. Um, steep the our cream in it overnight and make the ice cream with that. Strain it out because I don't want the gritty toast in there. Mm-hmm. But it takes on this 
it's like a coffee where you've got an acrid coffee and you put a lot of milk in it. It really opens up. Our, our Stumptown coffee flavor, we take their darkest roast because nothing else cuts through the cream and sugar. You need that intensity of... of what is their darkest roast? What's it's their called? house blend. Their house blend Yeah, it sounds darkest. boring. We tried single origin stuff and they all tasted like violets or cherries or caramelized onions or whatever. And they didn't really taste like coffee. Uh, we found that blends work the best. I would have loved to do a single origin and change it up whenever it was available, you know. But but the blends tasted the best. No disrespect to Stumptown, because I'll never do that. Yeah. But um, there's a coffee I discovered out on the coast uh-huh. in Newport. Yeah. And I actually went to a restaurant back and had their coffee and said, where is this from? Uh-huh. Deadliest dark blend from Surftown Coffees. I will experiment. Newtown. I'm not married to Stumptown. And not Newtown, New Bur- uh, Newport. What oh, that place here? is great. Oh, um, Canyon Way Restaurant. Uh, uh, their, uh, uh, what's that, uh, Chiopino and their French onion soup are like amazing. Where's that? It's, I don't know. My girlfriend used to live out there. Oh, it's on the coast. It's on the coast. Yeah, Canyon oh yeah, it's in, it's in Newport. In Newport, I've yeah. never heard of it's it. It's amazing. It's, okay. It's smelly and it's run by these adorable old ladies and it's attached to a bookstore and the, 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 the soups are amazing. I haven't had anything else, but it blew me away. I have to try that. Have you been to uh, South Beach Fish Market? I have not. Best fish and chips anywhere. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. There's a lot of good places down there. Um, really fun talking to you. I knew it would be. It's been a pleasure. I've been really uh, chomping at the bit, no pun intended, to uh, have you come in and talk to us. Well, I'm so glad you invited me. Oh, thanks. Do it again. Thanks. At the, and... and uh, as I said, mm-hmm. at Food Co- Podcast, why can't I ever say it? At Food Podcast PDX, at 50 Licks, and uh, after you've tried uh, Chad's ice cream, and you don't have to make suggestions, you can just go out there and talk about it and uh, say thanks to Chad for, for getting you in there. Thank you. Thank you.